All right, greetings, fellow Neanderthals, deplorables, uh, cave people, as we said, whatever they're calling us today. It's great to have you all out here again for another episode of the Rhino Report. I'm Brian Horn, the host, and not only tonight joined by the best color man in the business, Greg Ulinchich, but we also have our longtime friend and uh, martial arts instructor that instructed both Greg and I. Uh, we have Mr. Mark Muir on board tonight. Mark, welcome to the show. Welcome Thanks for back. having me. Awesome to have you here. Um, we've talked about this before. I wouldn't say this is a follow-up, but it's kind of a little bit of a follow-up what we had before on victimology, uh, victim-participated crimes, uh, situational awareness. The world's a dangerous place, and you got to learn to protect yourself. And we're going to talk about ways that we can do that. As you know, on this show, we're big advocates of the Second Amendment, gun owners' rights. You know, we've done a couple, we've done a show on that already, and probably we'll be doing a lot more. Actually, it's been the focus of even a couple other episodes. But, uh, you know, if you don't have the money right now to buy a firearm, or maybe that's not even your thing, uh, you know, there's also other options you have. There's, you know, pepper sprays, batons, you know, uh, things like that, stun guns. But when it comes down to it, you may not always have the chance to get your hands on a weapon. You may not have the time to do it. And that's when it's always good to know how to protect yourself with your own hands and your own feet. And uh, I know all three of us here at the table have benefited in our lives from learning a martial art. I know it certainly... uh, saved my ass a time or two when I worked in the corrections and uh, I know you guys probably have stories where it's you know saved you out sometime too so um, in this day and age uh, everybody should learn one and I know it just depends on the style for everybody's going to vary each one but having taught a lot of different type of people I would ask Mark what do you think is best suited maybe for most people that's most practical because this day and age we're all busy we all have you know, things going on, where is a good one, do you think, to start where people can learn to really protect themselves? Well, I think uh, I would stay away from the ground defense stuff like that right off the bat because it's pretty brutal on the body and, and most women and stuff aren't suited for stuff like that. Not all, but, I, you know, I teach karate and I've always liked karate, so it's a kind of a hands-on thing. There's many techniques you can use right off the bat, right out of the gate that work all the time. So, Yeah, and we're not disrespecting any style here. We're Absolutely, just talking right. through our experiences. And I know, Ryan, that uh, ground techniques, especially when you worked in the jail, were not very practical. Well, they were not. And I saw on a few occasions, not just one, but, a, you know, more than one, there, there, the, it did get people hurt. Going down to a concrete floor did cause injuries. I have seen, uh, you know, occasions where that happened. And more times than not, I would say nothing came good out of it when it did go to the ground. And that's, you know, even though law enforcement, they like to teach that. I always said I thought it was a lot of insurance BS is what drove that. The insurance companies like that because they think it's less likely somebody than, you know, punching or kicking somebody. But in reality, I saw more people get hurt in ground situations than using your traditional, you know, uh, striking techniques. And, you know, contrary to popular belief, they do teach these striking techniques even in the academy. I mean, you know, a lot of people are of the belief that, you know, law enforcement can't use these. You know, that is not true. You and. I am a proponent sometimes of people using these because sometimes they're more practical than other situations. How many times have we seen lately in the news where these chokeholds, which are grappling techniques, have gotten some law enforcement you know, agencies in some real hot water? So I, I'm with you guys on that. Um, I think, you know, something, you know, a JKD, Jake Kundo style or, you know, Krav Maga or something like that is really more practical for law enforcement. I've been saying that for years since I've been in it. But uh you can't always get everybody on board on that. Well, Ryan, you take this situation from a police standpoint where a police officer stops a, 
car full of individuals in a deserted area, his backup's far away. There's three or four people in the car. He walks out, the guy jumps him. The police officers does not want to go to the ground. Yep, absolutely. Because the other three guys are just gonna kick him and do whatever. Yep. And I know from a bouncing standpoint, that the bouncing, working at bars uh, as a bouncer. Roadhouse. <clears throat> Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you don't want to go to the ground there. It's 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 a, it's a his buddies are there, maybe at the table or this, that, and the other. And I made this statement before, and, and no offense to anyone, I said, I would fight Royce Gracie. He's a lot better martial arts than I'll ever be. But if you or Mark are on the corner there, as soon as he gets on top of you, hit, hit him over the head with a beer bottle. Yeah, I had that discussion with somebody once before about that. He said, uh, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu was the most practical for law enforcement or corrections. And I said, okay, well, I'm in a cell block with 12 or 14 inmates in there. That was about average at the time when I was in there. I said, what if three or four of them attack me? At what point is putting someone in an arm bar going to do a lot of good at that point? Well, I mean, I think that the, the BJJ and the MMA is sort of like very similar to, as Mark would know, the old, the old Taekwondo tournaments in the late 70s and 80s. You have rules. There's no rules on the street. Right, definitely. There's there's no rules. So, I mean, pretty much if you go with the mentality of the anything goes, uh, you know, I don't know what that would pertain to as far as a law enforcement background or whatever, but in my, you know, in my view, I would say, you know, if I'm getting attacked with me and my wife or something, I'm going to do anything I can to get out of that situation and deal with the consequences later. Well, up, up to without killing someone, of course, if possible. Yeah, yeah well, the old uh, police saying, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. And, you know, more and more people, I think, and as we've talked about on this show, the dangers that the defund the police movement's doing, doing away with cash bail, uh, these gun control efforts, more and more people, unfortunately, I, I think but when it's too late, some people are really going to realize the value in knowing how to protect yourself. And, and, you know, it's time a lot of people do need to learn it. And I, I think, you know, Learn a martial art, even if it's just a crash course you have to do, you need to learn somehow of basic protection. Yeah, there, there are lots of different programs that you can just go basic self-defense and, uh, you know, try to get someone that, you know, has proven techniques that actually work. And one of the one thing I was thinking about is, you know, probably the first thing I tell someone is to pay attention to your surroundings wherever you're going, because, you know, you know, when something feels bad and you're in a situation, you're like, I probably shouldn't be doing this, then don't do that. Yeah, you're exactly right, Mark. I mean, for 200,000 years, we were not at the top of the food chain. And that's why you need to uh, trust your uh, instincts out there. Because uh, the best way way to, to win a fight is to not fight at all. Yep. And we've talked about this before, you know, with victimology. I've talked about what they know, you know, in the criminology field, they call routine activities theory. Unfortunately, not being aware of those situational awareness like he's talking about. You know, and people's routines do get them in trouble. You know, I always quote that quote from uh, Lieutenant Joe Kenda, you know, the famous homicide detective from Colorado Springs. You want to avoid being a victim of a violent crime? Stay out of bars late at night. You know, that drastically increases your chance. And, you know, there's another theory in criminal justice that, uh, you know, is referred to as differential association. You know, and it's I called it, you know, and call it to my classes that I teach the birds of a feather theory. Some people just by simple associations they hang around with criminals and low lowlifes and thugs and things like that automatically that puts a lot of people in risk and in harm's way well you see that a lot with young kids and teenagers they may be a great kid he wants to oh i'm going to take a ride with so-and-so they drink too much or whatever or just being kids and they wrap a true wrap a car around a tree and they're 
death, they're either dead or severely disabled. Yes, and it, it really does. And, you know, I look, I look at it now, especially now since I supervise juvenile offenders, you know, my mom and grandmother used to always harp that on me about, you know, who you hung out with and this and that. But, you know, looking at it all these years later, it is so true, you know, that, you know, that can really get you in a bad situation. And, uh, you know, our goal is, like you said, the best situation is to not fight at all. But sometimes you don't have that choice. Sometimes you are just in that choice. And it's better to know it and, you know, then not know it and be in a situation where you need it. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing wrong with running. I mean, there there's there, I wouldn't have a problem with even being a black belt for if I'm in a bad situation and I don't have to fight and I can run and get out of it, I would do it. That doesn't make me a bad person well, they or asked, a weak person. They asked Chuck Norris one time, they said, well, what if somebody pointed a gun at you and told them to told him to give your wallet? And he said, I'd give him my wallet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, you're not going to, you know, best black belt in the world is going to be defenseless against, you know, a gun to your head. And, uh, you know, yep. And that's, you know, where common sense does come into uh, to play. But, you know, situation awareness is important. Um, you know, going out, you know, certain times of night are more dangerous, obviously, than going out in the daytime. Uh, you know, certain places, you know, getting like Lieutenant Kenda said, you know, going to a bar at two o'clock in the morning certainly is going to elevate your chances of being a victim and uh you know unfortunately people do find themselves in these situations and uh you know maybe they aren't armed but uh on top of it they don't have the proper training on how to defend themselves and we're not saying you have to be a black belt or an mma champion or anything like that but take the time to learn some as mark said a little bit ago some basic self-defense because uh i mean it can save your life well i mean i remember the story about uh, the student that asked the karate master, he said, why do we train so hard and yet you tell us not to not to use the technique and try to make peace? And the master said, it's, rather, it's better to be a gardener. Let me see I get this right. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Yep. Very true. Yeah, and I would say the other side of what we were talking about, you know, about running and stuff like that, if you are in a situation where you can't get out of it, don't give up. Yeah, Just absolutely. fight. Do anything you can to get out of that situation. If there's no other alternative, don't be a victim and just take it. Do nope. what you can yeah. to fight out of it, no matter yeah. what. I mean, your adrenaline will kick in. You'd be surprised when people are scared of what they can do. Well, you, you actually be surprised, too, the statistics on if, if the person even has a gun. Say they want to get you in a car and you run, that you'd be surprised that it's not like the movies a lot of times people can run and zigzag and not even get hit i don't recommend it no but, but i mean if it's your last again that's your last anyone that's done any shooting does know it is very difficult to hit a moving target um try some uh trap shooting or something of that effect it is very difficult and you like you said it may not be recommended but in all reality you do drastically increase your chances you know to resist and i've told my wife this you know don't ever get in the car because the statistics show it's about a 95 percent odds you're dead i mean it's not like the movies where they take you to the warehouse and they tie your hands behind you in the chair and they give that long speech which allows the police and your family time to track you down and find you and rescue you i mean unfortunately that just doesn't happen it's you know i've I've never known of any situation like that in real life where it's happened like that so uh yeah you know you you might as well flee i think you make a good point because you do increase your chances much more of survival because yeah you get in the car odds are you're dead well i mean like a situational awareness we talked about like especially in women's cases women's self-defense you have to have the proper response i mean it's different. It's different 
uh, to a guy that's waiting in, a, in the supermarket parking lot to grab you and throw you in the car than Joel, who works at the accounting department at Christmas time that gets a little bit too handsy. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to poke his eye out or anything, but you want to make sure that, you know, this is not acceptable. Yeah. And that's what I know you've told the students in, you know, your martial arts class, you know, the young young people in the class, you know, the, the situation, yeah, if there are situations to call, for, different situations call for different types of uh, force. Yeah, the best thing, you know, as far as uh, carrying yourself with a positive attitude, you always want to look like you know where you're going, competent yourself, and you can even arm yourselves like when you're going from like Walmart to your car, pull your keys out, don't stand in front of the car and dig for your keys, pull them out in Walmart and walk to the car with your keys in hand, they can also be used as a weapon. Yes, they can, very good weapon, I've also told a lot of people that as well, and uh, yes, uh, that uh, the longer you fumble around for them, it's just, uh, you know, um, I always say too, if you can avoid going to an ATM at night, uh, is another good way to, you know, you're, I mean, a lot of people get robbed at, uh, ATMs when they go at night. I mean, I have had to use some at night. Uh, I'm not going to lie, but, uh, I'm also armed. I've got a concealed carry when I do, but do I go out of my way to, no, I try to avoid every way possibly that I can, because it's just, you know, the odds are much more likely for trouble to happen, you know, if you're using an ATM at night versus, you know, during regular business hours. Yeah. If it can wait, then it's better just to wait. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of situations, and they've been recorded on Facebook around this area that women are, people, men are stalking women, and there is that that uh, the problem of uh, white slavery that's still uh, that's still in this area, and it seems to be growing. I mean, that uh, you know, if you think somebody's going to follow you out to your car or something, go back in, ask for help. You know, uh, and don't give up. If they don't take you seriously, then just keep keep bothering them until somebody does take you seriously. I mean, just call nine one one and say, "I think this guy's following me." Do you mind to, to the police officers? Yep. It's better to be safe. Find, exactly, and most of them are very accommodating and willing to do that. Um, I've even known uh, people that have done process work, uh, service work. I know you and I have, mm-hmm. and I've heard of. You know, I did a little bit down in Florida, and in some of the bigger cities, there, Orlando, and some of the other ones, I, some of the really dicey, dangerous neighborhoods, it wasn't uncommon for some process servers to get police escorts into you know town to serve it you know again like you're saying much more safe than sorry but uh you know the police uh, most of the time you'll find are willing to accommodate you if you've got a situation you're a little bit unsure of well especially around here i mean most people know they're police officers and you know to a large degree the police the police force and the officers are well supported by the public yep and that's something again that uh, i think we're blessed to be in the area we're in and you know like we talked about uh, the last show uh, you know, sometimes people, uh, unfortunately, in the neighborhoods in these big cities that are going to need the police are the ones that are going to suffer the most by this defunding movement. I doubt we'll be hitting the rural area like we do. We have most people around here overwhelmingly have a good relationship with the police. It's not likely to happen. But, uh, you know, the other bigger cities where there's a lot of crime and things like that, they're going to be the ones that are going to suffer for it the most. Yeah, around here, if the police get in a shootout and they're hard pressed by the by the bad guys, they're more than likely guys come out from their house and start shooting at the bad guys exactly, too. Exactly, you know, and uh, and it's good to have, but you know, we advocate on this show, uh, you know, don't depend entirely on the police for your protection because there's that famous saying: when seconds count, the police are only minutes away. So, yeah, you're right, Ryan. And basically, you know, when it comes down to the nitty gritty. You're responsible for your own safety and your family's safety. Yep, you have to be your own police force. Yeah, you need to have a plan too. It's, it's there's nothing wrong with with having a plan. You know, uh, just breaking right from your normal routine of what you do at your house and stuff. You know, put up security cameras. There's little things you can do, you know, to protect yourself just to be proactive. 
and wait, I'm sorry. Tom, go ahead. You're sorry. Well, see, yeah, and there's, uh, you know, there is, and, uh, you know, it's good to have, you know, confidence in your police, but, you know, I was going to say, yeah, you have to be, you know, willing to be your own police department. I know, like I've said, the little town I live in here, uh, we don't have police on at all times. And, you know, if, if I do have to call them, you know, the county sheriff's department's going to have to be called out and, you know, late at night a lot of times they don't have a lot of deputies on duty so it you know could be very delayed before we get a response it's good to know they're out there and hopefully i never have to use them but if i'm in a true emergency situation i'm likely not going to be able to wait minutes for them to arrive it's going to be up to me to protect myself and my family well you know we just talked out your front lawn about probably one of the worst murders we have ever experience not even experience but read about yeah happened in this town and the corrections business i worked in the 13 14 years i was in it it was the most heinous crime i believe i've ever seen and uh it's yeah this is in a little town of 800 people yeah we don't want to go on specifics but uh trust us it was bad it's bad it, it was horrific and uh you know you just never know when a situation's like that's going to happen and you can't go around we're not advocating everybody go around you know, paranoid tinfoil hat on and, you know, scared to death of everything that's coming around the corner. But, uh, you know, and, you know, like, well, like somebody we know that we were talking about earlier in, <laughs> in class and he might even be listening, who knows? Uh, but uh, there's uh, one guy we know that kind of fits this, uh, this mold we're talking about. But, uh, you know, but there's a happy medium with everything else. Like, you know, you can't let your guard down, but, uh, you know, we're not advocating you walk around on eggshells scared to death either. But, Knowing a martial art, having, you know, some knowledge and, and, you know, some training on some weapons and some availability of them, knowing how to protect yourself does give you confidence. I mean, I know me, you know, hopefully it'll never, ever happen, but, you know, I'm confident I can protect my home if I absolutely have to. I know, you know, the martial arts training I did have, the times I did have to use it in corrections, it was invaluable. I mean, I can imagine there's a few situations I was in that could have been very different turned out very differently had, you know, I not had that training and that knowledge, you know, and I'm, you know, again, I'm not an MMA Bruce Lee champion or anything like that, but I had enough training and enough skill. The average person out there, you know, when you encounter, if they don't, you have a huge advantage over because if you can learn just some basic strikes and maybe some takedown techniques, maybe a little ground fighting, things like that, believe it or not, that puts you at a huge advantage over the average person out there. Yeah, and a lot of times uh, some colleges and some dojos and some instructors actually offer free courses. And sometimes we used to give, I don't know how many free women's self-defense things we had, and they were always packed. I mean, we were all three part of that, you yeah, know. And we were. It was, a good re- it was a good turnout, and the women really liked it. And some women came back even later and said they had to defend themselves using some of the stuff, and it was made us feel kind of good, actually. Yeah, well, good, the- well, good segue, Mark, because probably <laughs> next month at Gold's, we're going to have a free woman's self-defense yep. class. It'll be posted on Gold's website uh so uh and the bully buster you know we talked to little kids how to you're right with that and that you know yeah. that i think you know maybe some <laughs> look at something like that even again that's a something yeah. and uh yeah. you know because unfortunately that it's something that's been around since the dawn of time and despite the movements and all that to stop bullying i don't think it's going to be completely eradicated you know you're still going to have to be able to defend yourself and the kids need to know that yeah i think a lot of times uh people think that they can go to like a uh, uh, like a, you know, one day or two day seminar or something, and learn everything they need to know. But typically, what happens is, you know, people will use that as a precursor to go to that class and then possibly 
hook up with the instructor and do some uh, other formal classes to you know educate themselves a little better in self-defense but it's always a good start it's a good thing you can research and like Greg said he's going to be doing that golds and marion so yeah any volunteers boys yeah <laughs> yeah there, there, you go. Go. there we go yeah and um, you know with the restrictions and the COVID thing you know hopefully winding down here soon uh, there should be more chances for classes and things like that so you know get out there and learn one okay so we talked about this and we'll open it up for what is a or who is, I should say, a good martial arts instructor? What's the criteria? Well, I think it. I think uh, you know you, you you would. Some people look at instructors that are just badass and can kick you know your head off and stuff like that. That's not always, typically, not always the best instructor. I mean, I I've been a pretty good martial arts for probably uh, thirty years or so, and I, I've just always been a better teacher probably than a than a better martial artist. I just look for someone who respects the person, that respects the family has the family unit in place and stuff like that so i mean you, that doesn't mean that anything's minimized in what you're teaching or anything like that it's just that i i think that the old days and what i used to take from some people i got my nose broken a couple different times from the instructor yeah, it stuff. was different it was brutal ago. back it then was. it was brutal yeah. <laughs> you know and i don't recommend that i you know i never realized why you'd have to be hurt but they would say that'd make you tougher but it really never made me tougher <laughs> you just made me heal longer <laughs> you know so and i think too looking one that claims to have the answers for everything. I tell my criminal justice students, if any instructor ever tells you they know everything there is to know about this business, there's your red flag right yeah, there. Yeah, it's not true. Well, some styles also, they advocate like conditioning your fists that, you know, that uh, big calluses on them and stuff like that. Uh, I know you, we all broke stuff, broke boards, blocks, bones, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, some of us. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, we didn't have to have the big calluses on our hands to do so. Um, you know, I respect, I think my, what I look at, the way I look at it is this, that, that, you know, if you like the style, if you like the instructor and you're going to practice, you know, whatever, if you like that guy, fine. No matter what style it is. Yeah. There's no one style. It's one size fits all. And, you know, and I'd say the same thing about weapons, you know, I mean, some people, again, like I said, some of you out there may not be comfortable carrying a gun. That's fine. You know, if you're not, don't carry one, you know, but find something you are comfortable with so you can protect yourself yeah there's really no excuse for uh learning self-defense anymore because back in the day when i teach i started teaching probably 25 years ago or something like that there was you could hardly find any instructors let alone find a good instructor that was that was the key and if you did it ended up costing you a lot of money but nowadays i mean today i was driving around i couldn't believe all the different jojos they're everywhere so there's really no excuse not to find something everybody can find something that fits for them you know and and even if you don't like all the techniques that they use you can pick and choose you know whatever and just use what works for you because not everybody can do a ground technique not everybody can do you know a jumping roundhouse kick not everybody can do this and that so i mean do what you do what works for you pick you know when i used to teach this self-defense classes we always say you know pick pick three things that you can use even if you use that same thing over and over and women would say yeah i did that i did that and it worked for me every time then do that you know so but know your limitations also don't just do well, something and i always like what bruce lee said uh you know and i know greg's giving a thumbs up yeah. i probably beat him yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I beat the best color man in the business <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know i fear the man not that's practiced 10,000 kicks, but one kick 10,000 times. Exactly. And that is so true. I mean, the basics, the great ones practice the basics. Well, the, the problem is you, you have to look because there's no standard or licensing for instructors. I mean, um, there's an, beware of people that promise you like, oh, I'm going to give you a black belt in 18 months. Yeah. I mean, 
the one thing about chances are that's not going to happen. It's based on skill. It's based on availability for them to take classes and a lot. But if they, well, you're going to learn this amount of techniques, and then you're going to be a real badass. No, I mean, there, there's there's much more to it than that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that, that's the point. I think again, same thing is, uh, you know, find what you're comfortable. There are some of you out here, out here listening that. Uh, Maybe could become a black belt in 18 months. You have that kind of skill, and uh, you know some arts you can learn faster than others. I know, uh, you know, some of them like I believe it's uh, Aikido can take. I've heard you know five to ten years to really get you know a, a black belt, and there's others you can get a black belt in two years or less. So again, it will probably depend on the style, but uh, and the student too, and, and the student, student. absolutely, and the dedication that the student has. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for a lot of us, you know, when we work, it gets harder, you know, to do that. But uh, you know, find time to you know, even uh, get equipment and work out at home. I know I have a very busy schedule, but I still have equipment here at the house where I still practice to stay sharp and, you know, to, you know, be ready to protect myself if I have to. So, so say we're just starting out again. What would we look for in a martial arts school? Yeah. How long they've been at the place, uh, what, who their instructor was, um, what their credentials are did they get did they learn from a dvd did they learn from yeah. you know someone that you can actually call or someone you can email and say hey is this guy actually a black belt under your system whatever things like that you can do a little research now anybody can do anything on the internet so i just be wary of people that that teach from a dvd and not saying that the people have done that but as far as getting credentials and stuff i'm just kind of old school when it comes to that yeah. so well you know me i watch youtube all the time and different yeah. martial arts techniques and <laughs> yeah this that the other i'm kind of addicted to it but i think too before you enroll take a take a class observe um what do you feel about the instructor what yeah. are they teaching yeah how are, how are they teaching? how are the other students you know interacting with you, you know, find a group you're comfortable training with, you know, maybe one class doesn't have your crowd, but another one might. Well, yeah, it's like, but yeah, I was just thinking, I was thinking about this today when we were talking about doing this podcast and the, uh, if people would ask me what, what kind of a teacher I am, I'm definitely not Cobra Kai, I'm more Miyagi. You know? <laughs> and that's what I used to call yeah, you. Yeah, class. I used to call me Miyagi. Yeah, I did, yes, I did. Yeah, because, as you know, Goju yeah. Karate is exactly what Mr. Miyagi taught. Mr. Miyagi, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, and just for the record, all three of us are Gojo people. Dojo, uh, Goju, I mean, yeah. yeah, so we're talking about dojos. And I guess, you got to run on your color man more, you know? Yeah, I got Yeah, he's so reliable. Well, I'm black, so I've got two color man. There you go. Blacks on. But, uh, but yeah, we had good times, and, uh, you know, three of us, again, have all benefited from this. And, uh, you know, like I said, I still, you know, advocate, you know, get a concealed carry, have weapons at home, have a stun gun or pepper spray if you're not able to get a firearm but still learn to protect yourselves with your hands and your feet because you never know when it may come down to just that yeah well, do something yeah do, yeah, something. do something don't well, be a victim it's, it's yeah. like we said about some people can't shoot look at someone in the eye and shoot them it's yeah. like we said about that story about andrew jackson yeah you do so well go ahead well and we're close on time but i believe he said uh the uh uh the ju- I think he had a yeah, showdown. Yeah, yeah. The the he was a judge between wars and being president, and uh, he asked the, the sheriff he's supposed to bring this real bad guy to the to up uh, before him, and the sheriff said, "Well, I went to get him. He's on the center of the town square, and he says if anybody comes to get him, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna kill him." So Andrew Jackson, being Andrew Jackson, picks up a musket with his robes on and everything, and walks out the middle of town square, points a gun at him, and says, "You come with me." And the guy dropped his gun and went to court. 
And they asked him later, the bad guy, he said, why did, why did you, why did you just go with, with, with Andrew Jackson? He said, because I looked in his eyes and I knew he would shoot. Yep. And some people can't pull the trigger. So they need alternate forms of exactly. self-defense. Very good point made. But, uh, well, we only got a couple minutes left. And as we always like to talk about, you know, a few things, I know the dog advocacy, uh, I would like to proudly announce that, uh, the wife and I have adopted a little, uh, adorable little shih tzu we've added into the family you can see this on our facebook page and at the time of this recording we do still have a foster puppy available he's actually a two-year-old we've got a little adorable yorkie named mickey that is looking for a home so always follow our facebook page for the information on adopting these uh beautiful little angels and uh as greg and always say in the episode uh turn off the news don't trust the news it's propaganda i'm sorry but that's all that's being piped in your home right now and uh Get your sources of information from people you can trust. Yeah, and as a commercial announcement, um, if you're interested in learning the martial arts and eventually meeting Mark and Ryan, <laughs> well, I'll make sure they're there. This calls Gold Gym. We teach uh, Mondays and Wednesdays from six to eight, depending on the numbers in the yep. class. And for those of you that are locally here, uh, this is in Marion, Illinois, and uh, yep, it's a great class. I know I've promoted it some on the Facebook page, and I've had a chance to come out, and hopefully this summer get a chance to come out for a few more classes. But, uh, you know, yep, come out and learn that. Get your kids out. Teach your kids how to protect themselves. It is, uh, And it's fun, too. It's not just a boring punch oh, kick yeah. thing no, all no, the time. We have all. fun. It's, we, all, it's oh, fun. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun, and it, that, that makes it more that much more enjoyable because I know, like, Mark and Greg and I, we were talking about earlier, you know, when we all first learned, it, it wasn't quite so fun. It was painful, and, uh, no. you know, we're kind of getting away from that. But uh, No air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. There, too. But, uh we thank you for tuning into this one. We're going to be doing some more follow-ups on this subject. It's a subject that is invaluable for all of us to learn. So uh, stay safe out there. Protect yourself. Uh, hang together. Uh, again, uh, adopt from your local animal shelter. And Thanks. Uh, Thank you, Mark. Yep. Thank you for being Thanks with us, for Mark having and me, Greg. Man. And uh, yep, turn off the news and turn us on. Thanks for being with us.